Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, good day, everyone. It's your host, Paul Lawrence Van, and of course, our host, Wealth Academy Podcast, where our mantra is, wealth is more than just money. Now, today is day 29 of the National Financial Literacy Month. I've taken it upon myself to provide a broadcast once a day for 30 days, and now we're at day 29. April ends on the 30th, which is tomorrow for the very last broadcast that's coming on Saturday. So thank you for being with me, not only today, but if you've been in previous episodes going all the way back to episode 207, you're in the right place. And so today what I'll be talking about is the increased rents and the housing shortage that's taking place in the United States of America. Now, it's important to understand that the rents in many instances in many of the major cities has increased by 20%. Now, and for some cities such as Miami, it has increased 58%. And of course, there's a shortage of housing, but I want to share some of these statistics with you. Uh, For example, in Riverside, California, it has increased, rents have increased by 48.2%. In Las Vegas, 34.4%. Phoenix, it increased by 29%. New Orleans, 33.3%. Memphis, 41.4%. And Miami, 58% increase in rents. Uh, One lady who was interviewed on television stated that her uh, three-bedroom house that she was leasing was $2,100. And mind you, she was a veteran and she received a letter and that had increased to $3,300 a month. So as you can see, just staggering increases. Let me provide more. Tampa, 45.8%. Jacksonville, Florida, 29.2%. And Richmond, 30%. So this lets us know that a lot of people are renting and they're renting in areas that's in high demand, which means a lot of people are moving to those locations, first of all, with the assumption that it's a lower cost of living, which is a misnomer. It's not, not accurate. But another is that when we look at this shortage of housing, a lot of people are being priced out of the market. And so there's an overflow uh, that's taking place. Now, another thing I want to pass on is that um, here in the United States, the housing shortage is at an all-time high. I remember earlier this year, I was watching a broadcast and they were discussing how many houses short are we in the United States, in other words, that need to be built to take care of the demand. And it was stated that there's 4,000 houses that are short in terms of needing to be built, but I'm pretty sure it's probably... 10 times that amount. It's probably more than that because a lot more people are moving. If you're looking at uh, the people from Afghanistan coming here, you're looking at 100,000 people from the Ukraine coming here, you need more housing. 
And, and so this is a part of what's taken place. But uh, when we look at it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, a lot of the pandemic uh, impact is still taking place. And what I mean by this is a lot of the people or some of the people, not all of the people, but some of the people who were in the building industry uh, were deported. They left the United States because it was just too much pressure. A lot of people were undocumented. And so they left and went back to their home country. And that left a void. And that void has not been filled. And there's no telling when it would be filled uh, because of the way this economy is going. So uh, what I want to say is uh, when we look at a 20% jump, just as a minimum, most people's income does not increase by that amount. So what happens to the people? Well, the people who live in the, the apartment are either going to have to move or they're going to have to uh, go and get another job to help them make up the difference in payments. But it would be really just staggering to know that one month, and the way this veteran was, she was paying $2,100 a month, and the next month is $3,300. People just don't get pay increases, or in her case, being a retired veteran, single, single family mom, uh, you just cannot make up a difference of about $1,100 overnight. So you either have to choose to move, or you're going to be on the streets homeless. And so maybe uh, the, the situation for her uh, like many people, maybe she has to move into someone and share uh, a housing with someone. That that might be one answer. And then she did state that she was receiving money uh, from the HUD, the House and Urban Development Organization, government agency. And uh, even with that, the renter of the property was really not trying to assist with that process. They wanted straight up cash. They didn't want to wait for the government. And uh, so it leaves a, a person like this veteran, a female veteran at that, uh, really in the streets. And so more must be done by the U.S. government during this inflationary period of time. And the market, the housing market is hot. Uh, you, just like, like me, we've received a lot of calls and letters in the mail about people want to purchase your house. And not only that, they want a full cash offer. Uh, I received a call from a lady. I have no idea who she was or how she got my number or anything. And she stated, well, I know I shouldn't call like this, but I just decided I would. Uh, we'll give you an all cash offer on your house. You can move out anytime you want to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it sounded really good. It was a good sales pitch. However, uh, you don't want to, like a fish, you don't want to bite on the wrong hook there because you may end up losing everything. So you have to be very careful. You get, have to get a background check on who's calling you and why and who they're working with. And you don't want to turn your deed over to someone because you probably end up homeless yourself. So you have to be very careful because there's a lot of scams taking place. And so you want to make sure you vet it, tell them to send you some information. Me, I'd shop it over to my lawyer real quick and let the lawyer uh, maybe do a, a couple of discussions for me. And uh, then I would proceed. But other than that, I would not, I will not uh, sell on that price. Even though my property is located near an entertainment complex, uh, nationally known entertainment complex, the Gaylord National Harbor. It's near a casino, the MGM Casino. A Tanger Outlet is close to the Beltway to get to Washington, D.C., only five miles away. So it's prime real estate, as they call it. 
So back to the housing. What do we do about the shortages? Well, one, you can always have a house built. That's number one. But we also know that the price of lumber has gone up, and that's what's driving a lot of the building industry, that the prices are inflationary at this time, and you have to pay the builders more, the laborers more, to build that property. So uh, a lot is uh, entail in this. Part of what was happening to the lady there in the Miami area, in Florida area, uh, is uh, the fact that um, when you look at their housing and, and the building of the houses, the uh, lumber prices have gone up. Uh, there's just a high demand for it. And what that high demand is really based on corporations coming in and they buy entire subdivisions. For example, in Charlotte, North Carolina, the people were coming into the entire subdivision. The homeowners association got involved and told people, no, don't sell your house because if you sell your house, everyone eventually is going to have to move out. And so they were able to save their subdivisions, but that's what's taking place in the United States. I know a lot is taking place in Florida. I did see a 60 Minutes um, in interview regarding this, and there was a company out of Florida, and they're coming in, and they're buying up real estate for subdivisions themselves. And uh, there are not a lot of houses on the market at the lower rates, at the lower prices. And so they're pricing people out. So the American dream of owning a house uh, it's really getting out of the picture for a lot of people. It, it, they, they won't be able to do it. And the only way they will, if the, the housing market cools off, which in all likelihood may take another 24 months. And uh, in the meantime, you have the rents. And so the people are taking advantage of the fact that, oh, we have a high demand, so we can increase our numbers. So the people who own apartment complex, they are doing really well right now. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But at some point, if people can't afford to rent your apartment or your apartment complex, being your apartment complex, uh, you're going to start to lose money. And if you price the housing market so high and nobody can afford to buy it, well, people will be sitting on a, uh, that, that house for quite a while, especially since the interest rates are starting to climb. It's getting back into that 5% uh, range. Uh, for interest rates for them. And that's going to cool things off as they continue to go up, of which we know uh, we received our first interest rate hike, 0.25% uh, in March. And we know that the Federal Reserve Board stated that there will be six additional inflationary increases uh, coming down the pike for the rest of 2022 and likely will roll over into 2023. So uh, we have a ways to go, but having a roof over our head is very, very important. And uh, people are going to get less, but have to pay more. And so those who own houses and are a rent uh, properties, uh, rental properties, they're going to come out quite well. But it does not bode well for the citizens who are working on a, a um, average income. Uh, the federal uh, rate that they're providing like $7.25 for hourly wage. And so it makes it a little bit tough out there. So how do we combat this uh, rising and increase in rent? Well, first of all, we may have to make a few uh, adjustments in our lifestyle. We may very well have to uh, co-rent a, a facility and uh, share that with someone else. It could be a family member, 
It could be friends, but you share it. And that way you can split the expenses. And if you're going to get a house, you can definitely do that because there's more room. There could be a basement. And uh, then you can uh, rent some of the rooms out. Uh, so that's another way to navigate uh, this inflation and these rising rents, as well as the price of the homes. So when it comes to home, what it's going to take is you just have to save more money and you're going to have to negotiate those prices. It looks as though the all cash uh, option is really the one on the table because of such a bidding process taking place. I've seen a lot of that happening in North Carolina, uh, a lot in the southern states because the property may very well sell for $250,000, where everyone is coming to take a look at that property and they're willing to, to bring all cash in on that offer. Uh, in my neighborhood, which is a very nice neighborhood, uh, a house was rehabbed. And it was really in bad shape before the contractor came in and they totally overhauled that property. Now, this house was probably built in the late 50s to early 60s, but they put a new roof on it. Uh, they redid the, the driveway. They redid the garage. They had a hole in the side of the house. They fixed all of that. And then they redid the floors. And I, I went online to look to see what, what they were offering for this property, which is Man, my house would sell for double that. This house was selling and listed at $500,000. <laughs> and I'm telling you, uh, it's an old house, but they re rehabbed it. And uh, when I compare my house to that one, uh, I know I can get close to double what they're getting. And, and that just goes to show you uh, how hot the market is. And uh, for me, uh, what I would say for people trying to get a house, just put more down on the house, negotiate the price of that house down as much as you can and get on in there and make sure that when you move into a, another house, it may not be brand new, but make sure you have some equity in there. Uh, the number one reason, and it's what I was trying to remember earlier uh, about the house in Florida, uh, the property taxes increased a lot. And the interest rate went up. And that's why the house that the lady was leasing for uh, $2,100 a month went up to $3,300 a month. And uh, I see a lot of changes on my personal property taxes as well. And it's just something that you can't do anything about. Even during the uh, Great Recession in 2008, 2009, as the value of my house was plummeting, just like everyone else's, the personal pro the property taxes were going up, which made absolutely no sense. And it never gone down and never will go down. And so it's just something that you have to do. But what I've been able to do with my mortgage, I've been able to go in, I got it refinanced and I ended up uh, making extra payments on the principal, which drives down the amount of interest you have to pay over the life of that property. And uh, that's one way to be able to negotiate it. And by making just a, a little bit few more principal payments or lump sum a chunk it, maybe put 5,000, maybe 10,000 down on the principal and it will reduce the number of years that you would actually have to pay on that property. So this uh, takes care of day 29. It's rising rents and the housing shortage. Uh, this is day 29 of the National Financial Literacy Month. And I thank you and see you on day 30. I can't believe it. It's Saturday. I'll see Thanks you for on listening the next to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
to get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.